We have stood, sat, walked, worshipped, wondered, pondered, and we've been on the run with an assorted cast of characters over the past 15 weeks as we've journeyed through the Gospel of John. That's why we're all exhausted, everybody. It's the Gospel of John wearing us out. And today, we again take more postures. And we think about all the postures we've taken over the past several stories. We stood and danced with Jesus at a wedding party. Remember that? We ducked for cover when Jesus started turning tables in the temple. And then we stood in the shadows with Nicodemus as he was longing to learn more about this mysterious rabbi. We sat with the woman at the well as she yearned for a water that would not run dry. And we gathered with thousands in this deep, green, luscious field where we learned about abundance that came from childish offerings. We stood near the tomb of Lazarus and we held our breath as Jesus wept for his friend. We huddled around that chilly fire where betrayal and denial were the talk of the town that night. And then we hollered and we leapt for joy because the pauper king was on a donkey and we were shouting, Hosanna, save us. And then we cheered and we jeered with the crowds when Jesus and Pilate had their showdown in the festival city. Today we stand in the early light with a humble, heartbroken woman, Mary. She stands, she lingers, and she weeps. And the narrator of the story doesn't elaborate, but we read that she was weeping four times in different ways in four sentences. This deep, sobbing sorrow. Perhaps you felt it when our hearts are broken, when our hopes are crushed. And so we stand with Mary this morning and we feel her sadness and sorrow. As tears roll down her cheeks and she wipes those tears away and peers into the tomb and she's greeted by two angels. And she's so numb to her surroundings that all she can do is come up with this frantic shout of, I don't know where they've put him. And then she turns and sees another being. Is it an angel? A human? It doesn't matter to her. She just wants answers. She pleads with compassion and confusion and care. If you've carried him away, where is he? I was the one who was supposed to take care of him. And the gardener looks at her, calls out her name, and she crumbles into his arms. She cries out in a sad and weary voice, Rabuni! And now we stand alongside these dear friends, Jesus and Mary, as they hold each other in a long embrace. An embrace where Mary does not want to let Jesus go. 
And this is holy ground. This is heaven meeting earth. This is a world that will never be the same. Because Jesus is risen. Jesus, risen. Let that sink in anew today. Mary and her circle of friends would never be the same. One writer puts it this way, it ain't over between us and God until God says it's over. If God can raise crucified Jesus, never again can we be sure what's impossible. Jesus is alive and busy, and our labors are not the sole effort, and death never gets the last word. Can we say that together? Death never gets the last word. That's good news for us today. Mary's world changed forever. Everything is new. Now, whenever Mary and her friends gather, they know that they're not alone. They know that they're not abandoned. The risen Christ with them. The risen Christ among them. The risen Christ with us. As we gather here, as we gather online today with this community of faith. And we even know more of the story, right? We know that the Spirit comes and Christ lives in us. There's some mystery there, but there's profoundness there as well. And so on that first Easter morning, resurrection began, and now all of humanity, all the world, all the cosmos will never be the same. This is God making all things new. And I want to invite you to, I hope you got one of these inserts today. We often, or sometimes, pray this prayer from the Iona community, and I thought, Today is a good and right day for us to pray it again. So you have your bold face um, refrain there. Among the poor, among the proud, among the persecuted, among the privileged, Christ is coming to make all things new. In the private house, in the public place, in the wedding feast, in the judgment hall, Christ is coming to make all things new with a gentle touch, with an angry word, with a clear conscience, with burning love, Christ is coming to make all things new, that the kingdom might come, that the world might believe, that the powerful might stumble, that the hidden might be seen. Christ is coming to make all things new. A refrain we can carry with us this week because I suspect that in the past 24 or 25 months, you have wept. Many of us have wept. We've been downcast, demoralized. I think of the words of Jesus who says, Each day has enough trouble of its own. And can I get an amen that we've seen troubles? (laughs) I've seen those troubles. I felt them. We've been hurt. We've been disappointed. We've been fatigued. We've been overwhelmed, frustrated. And perhaps we've lost sight of a living Christ. Our mentor, our consoler, our companion, Christ who is coming to make all things new. 
So on Easter Sunday, it's our high and holy day to celebrate the resurrection, the risen one who changed the universe when he rose from the grave, the risen one who meets us, surprises us, welcomes us into a deep embrace. The world and the universe has changed because Jesus is alive. As we read in our first reading today, Paul the Apostle continues that story when he says, the last enemy to be destroyed is death, and death never gets the last word. Death never gets the last word, and so we run with Mary. And she runs to her friends and she shouts, I've seen the Lord. And the risen Lord has this calling for Mary, has a calling for us, as we are now 2,000 years deeper into this story, this story of hope, love, and joy in the midst of a world that is full of hate and weaponry and death. It's a way of welcome, the outstretched hands in a world of the clenched fist and the crossed arms. It's a vision of someday, somewhere that others might talk about that because of Jesus we have access to today. Our risen, living Christ with us, among us, in us, the body of Christ. So Easter people, friends of Christ, this life that we talk of today alongside Mary is the life of being truly alive. It's deep, lasting life. It's the life that Jesus has been talking about all throughout the Gospel of John. It's that John 10, verse 10. I have come that they, that you might have life and have it more abundantly. So we get to run with Mary today. We get to join in this story that Christ is coming to make all things new. So let's tell the others. Because this story is just too great of news for us to keep to ourselves. And so as we go into this 50-day season of Easter, let's say it. Let's sing it. Maybe let's even warm up our voices right now. Christ the Lord is risen today. Alleluia.